0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Realtor Advice Podcast. Each week, I provide advice to help realtors grow their business and become better agents. I'm your host, Mike Opet, and this is episode number seven, How to Keep Your Listings Fresh. Let's go! All right, guys. I'm riding solo today. Um, Pretty interesting topic, though. I think this is a great one for... The end of summer market getting ready to roll into the fall uh, especially here in chicago it's a really really slow time in august it is pretty much every single year uh, last year this was kind of a sign of when everything has kind of died for the rest of the year hopefully not the case this year but we have noticed a complete slowdown so the tough part is 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 listing agents you know we still have properties we have to sell and we have sellers that are expecting us to be out there selling those properties and getting showings and and getting it out in front of the public so you know the topic of how to keep your listings fresh is one that comes up quite often and there's a ton of different tricks you can do i will definitely touch on a bunch today um but you know it's something we have to keep doing you cannot just post a listing and let it sit there and hope that you get showings we have to be proactive on it and try to find different ways to, to keep it fresh in front of people's eyes look like a lot of times we'll post something and when we you know usually those first two weeks are when we get the most traffic so you know once that you know kind of period goes away it just gets buried you know and right now Chicago, like a lot of other areas around the country are dealing with a, a surplus of inventory, so these buyers are now, you know, when they got their property searches set up, it might hit them right away. Well, if they miss it that first time it gets sent to them, they might not see it again. So it's vital, vital that we keep our listings fresh, and and keep them in front of the consumers' eyes. So, you know, a couple of things I'm, I'm going to get into to today, uh, get into today, but one of my Favorite ones that I think is a really sneaky thing to do and, and some people don't like it, um, but I do think it does add value and, and refreshes it, if anything, is a simple $1 price drop. It's It sounds weird, right? You, you change the price on it, it shows up as a price change, but it's $1. This thing I like this for one of the main reasons is that it does resend it out to people who maybe missed it the first time or maybe they you know just weren't interested the first time and now it's a price change and for some reason mentally maybe now they feel better about it I mean it is just 1 but it's all about the mental game when it comes to dealing with consumers I mean, that's why things are listed at $0.99, cents, $0.88, cents, $0.77, cents. you know, the Walmart effect, as they call it, because they're the first ones that started doing it, but it's true. So a $1 price drop, you know, it's not a big deal. It's really easy. It gets resent out to everyone, and it's really a good way to kind of refresh it after a few weeks, after that initial period is gone, where you don't have to do a big price drop. So instead of just letting it sit there and and sit active, you know, you do a one dollar price drop. Now it gets refreshed, resent out. Uh, your sellers are, are actually pretty happy with it because once you explain to them the process, they understand it's not a big price drop. It's one dollar. It's not a big deal, and they like that you're being proactive. So it's it's definitely a good thing to do. I think just to refresh it. Um, and it's really good for for sellers that. You know taking that listing that they're pretty adamant that that's the price it's listed at. Is that the price they're gonna accept? Here you, here's an opportunity to take a $1 price drop, refresh it, and more often than not, they're gonna be on board for that. You know, when you have to try to get a bigger price drop or price reduction if necessary, obviously that's gonna be more challenging. But if you just need a way to refresh it, it could be two weeks, it could be a month on the line, a couple months, whatever it is, great opportunity here to get it back on in front of a bunch of people. Uh, Which rolls into the second thing, which is obviously a larger price drop. Uh, You've got to be strategic with your price drops. And, you know, a lot of people go by the standards, and I don't think that's a good idea. Don't just do a $5,000 price drop because that's what the standards are. Um, You know, especially in a market that's tricky like the one we're in now, try to think a little bit different. Maybe do... Instead of a $5,000 price drop, maybe do like a $5,070 price drop. That way, it it shows up as a price drop. And also, the numbers are a little bit funky, uh, which could make it more memorable. Again, going back to the Walmart effect or doing some kind of crazy numbers at the end, like $474,986. It's just not normal. It will stand out in people's eyes. So again, that's actually a nice trick for listings for if you're pricing it, you know. Put the tail end of it is just a little bit different than nine 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 like we normally see or nine hundred. You know, another way to stay uh, a little bit relevant in people's eyes who are just going like, Why the heck would you list it at that? It's a couple bucks different, not a big but not a big difference, but again, memorable. So just a little tip there. Um, but the big thing with price drops though is you got to be strategic with them and you got to know what, you know, the competition looks like. To just do a price drop 5000 because you think it's time, I think is making a massive mistake. You know, obviously it depends on what price you're listed at, but you really take a look at the comps, see or the competition, see what other properties are listed at and then use that as the basis of what you think the price drop should be cuz maybe you don't need to do a $5,000 price drop maybe a $3,000 price drop would make you look more attractive you know if you a lot of times you know with people the way they look they're looking in $25,000 increments you know so that's how their searches are set up you know they're at you know 475 they're at 500 they're at 525 goes throughout the whole price pointing but a lot of people look in twenty-five thousand-dollar increments. So, if you're listed, let's just say just above that at four seventy-eight, then why do a five thousand-dollar price drop? You know, why don't you just get do a three thousand-dollar price drop, get under that four seventy-five mark just slightly, and now you're going to pop up in a lot more people's searches. Um, plus, if you look at the competition out there and you see a lot of people are priced right where you're at, you got to keep that in mind, and you got to look at that and see, maybe it should be a $7,000 price drop or a $6,000 price drop. Something that is going to put you in front of that competition and make you look more attractive to buyers. Um, People are very, very price conscious nowadays. And especially in this market right now we're dealing with where buyers have a lot of negotiating power because of the inventory and the slowdown. you know, buyers are gonna they're, they're gonna want their prices, and to see you as, as just a little bit cheaper is more attractive to them. I work with a bunch of buyers, and and they've told me this personally. So I use these type of methods when it comes to you know price reductions. You know, I don't just try to do the standards. I uh, try to change it up a little bit. You know, really depending on the people I'm up against, and you know, looking if it's a high-rise building, you're obviously gonna want to stay. Within that building, ideally within your tier, and, and know what the other, you know, similar units are on the market for. Especially if you got a bunch of one bedrooms on there, you have got to see where they're at. Look at them, check the photos out, see the differences. You know, price it accordingly. Uh, if it's a multi-unit building or single-family home, uh, even if it's a condo building in a smaller building, you know, you got to look in the area, see really where your competition is, and then. Do the pricing that way, you know? And, and another thing you could do too with it is, you know, you could mention that in the listing, like best price, one bedroom, one bath, you know, best layout for the price. You could always tweak some things like that too, uh, which actually is a great segue, I'm killing it today. Great segue into my next tip, canceling and relisting the listing. It's, it's a great thing that i like to use when something's been sitting on the market for a little while maybe the other tricks haven't worked you know i've tried the one dollar price drop maybe we've tried a price reduction and it didn't work um but canceling and and relisting is my is my ultimate favorite because as we talked about in the beginning you know something brand new is usually going to get the most interest those first few weeks this is an opportunity to make it brand new all over again, without having to do a whole lot. It's already listed, and you just basically cancel it, clone it, relist it, put it back on, and again, now you're showing up as brand new. And people love new shit. That's why we always see people buying new iPhones. You know, they want the newest, they want the greatest. They might not know what the listing history of as of the unit is, unless they really did some digging, which you know, say half the people don't. Um, Their agent didn't, you know, look it up. They might not ever know that it was listed before. Great opportunity to refresh it. It gets back sent out to everyone. It shows up on on new on, you know, 150 plus websites. And uh, just like it when you first listed it. And if you have ads that are automatically tied to your listings, like some brokerages do, it resets that. Now it reruns those ads through Facebook, Instagram. Uh, any social media type sites like that gets sent back out to the company websites. It, you know, and most importantly, it shows up brand new on Redfin and Zillow, which are the two most searched sites uh, along with Realtor.com. So it's a great tip to do that, you know, is just cancel it, relist it. And I really like doing this if you are going to do a significant price drop, like a larger one. So if you're going to do a five to $10,000 price reduction, A cancel and relist at a brand new price looks awesome because nobody's really people are gonna look at that and go holy crap you know this is perfectly priced now this is a great price great deal that would probably get them a little bit more excited than just doing a price reduction right because then they're gonna look at the market time and they're gonna be like "Wow, it's been sitting on for 45 days what the hell's wrong with it why isn't it sold yet why are they reducing the price so you kind of alleviate a lot of those questions that we typically hear, you know, as a listing agent, I, I hear it often, like, you know, why is this still on the market? Like, what's going on with it? Are there roof issues? Is the association crap? You know, you start hearing those questions because of the market time. Well, this cancel and relist, that gets rid of it. It, it cancels that market time. You know, show up as brand new and now you kind of hit the refresh, reset uh, switch and people like new stuff. You know, you're going to get a lot more traction on it those first couple weeks and hopefully you'll sell it within that time frame. Um, Another thing I like to do with cancel and relist is, and this is just like another additional tip, is, you know, redo the descriptions. You know, rewrite those up. Maybe tweak it. Maybe, you know, look at the competition that you're dealing with. See what their descriptions look like. I really like to go back and see what properties have sold recently, whether within the building or in the area, um, and see what their descriptions look like. I mean, if they sold, there's you know, one of the reasons could have been is that description brought those buyers in. So um, I like to see what other agents are doing. Of course, you know, understand you know different philosophies behind it, um, the psychology behind it. So you know, I see what other people are doing. Um, And then I, you know, I would just redo the description. You don't have to rewrite the entire thing, but it doesn't hurt to change it up. Um, Maybe you think that you've marketed it as a one bedroom, one bath, great for a bachelor. Now it's maybe time to call it an in-town. You know, maybe it's in a location that would be awesome to have someone who's just coming in from the burbs or or um, you know maybe just moving in from, uh, or they fly in and do work here all the time, so they got a place to stay instead of paying for hotels, so you market it as an in-town. It, just changing it up, though, is big when you cancel and relist, so that way when people do see it again, they don't feel like it's the exact same listing. I highly suggest doing this because if you do just cancel and relist the exact same listing, people are gonna see through that. I think they really will. Uh, At least enough people can where it could hurt you, I think, a little bit in a ways. Um, But this way it kind of alleviates that. They see the new description, the new writings, uh, the new way of marketing it. Now you could then take that and remarket it differently on your social media, on your websites. You could talk about it in blogs or however you want to market that property. Um, Send out brand new flyers. You know, if it's a high-rise, you want to mark it to the building. There you go. Resend it out, or maybe it's postcards. uh, If you're farming the area, again, just redo the description. And on top of that, I also like to reorder, re, reorder the photos uh, and move them around. Not actually order brand new photos, but see the ones I have, rearrange them. You know, maybe use a different cover photo, the very first photo that shows up. Um, if my photographer took a couple different angles, maybe I'll pop a different angle on there. Use that as the first photo people see. Um, you know, if I was highlighting the the living space, maybe I'll switch and I'll do the kitchen first and the living space second. Um, maybe if I think the views are just amazing and I didn't do enough with that on the first round, second time, cancel, realist maybe put those views first or at least closer to the front. But... Again, it's if you rearrange them, you reorder the photos, and you redo a description, I mean now it looks like a completely different listing than anything that, that most consumers have seen before if it was already sent to them. Um, on top of that though, you know re- actually reordering and ordering new photos is never a bad idea to consider. You know it's, um, it's definitely another way to refresh it. And I like to use that if something significant happened, like the sellers moved out, uh, and you know they have no furniture in there. Maybe I get it staged with better stuff now that would fit the space a little better than it was originally, and I get it re Or um, you know, or if I felt like the tenant was in there and it just didn't photograph that well, but we wanted to get up and see what happened. Now the tenant's out. You know maybe we'll talk about staging it and and doing new photos or just doing it vacant I mean it depends you know it really depends on the situation but getting new photos isn't a bad idea too because now you could repost that with the new listing when you refresh it looks like a brand new listing you know it could be this new sexy thing that now just captures people's attention uh, and you never know when people are looking at at the listings as well I know a lot of clients that will hit me up late at night when they're, you know, in bed on their iPads checking stuff out. All of a sudden, I'll get emails and texts from them like, "Hey, Mike, can we check this out?" And I look, and the listing history has been, the the actual history of it is, you know, it's been on for a couple months, but now it's showing up as brand new. And my buyers think it's brand new, uh, and it worked. You know, it gets their attention, and I look it up, and it's different than it was before. So, you know. It, Guys, what I'm talking about is basically make sure you're keeping these listings fresh. Um, you know, and a couple other tips just to throw out there too that, that relate to listings. Um, you know, it's I, I think it's so important that we also follow the competition that we're up against, not agents but other listings. See, you know, set up property searches for yourself under your own MLS ID. I have one where I get uh, a bunch of notifications every morning uh, with a bunch of different searches. I set up, if I have a buyer, I put a search under my MLS, you know, the one that I created for me as like, I'm a buyer, and I set up a search for them under mine so that I could see, you know, what new properties are out there. So I'm prospecting for them. I do the same thing with my listings. If I know it's in a high rise building, I set up a search for that building specifically so I know what's hitting the market. Because it's it's tough when you have your client reach out to you like, oh, did you see that you know unit 312 sold for 215? And you gotta go, oh yeah, no, I totally did, and you have to go in and look it up. I want to know that before they did. Also, when I know the competition, then I see what's hitting the market in that building, and I see I do it for what's closed. Uh, Closed, price reductions, new listings, um, anything that's going on under contract, I do it for all that. You know, like I don't care about temporary ones or ones that are at auction, but I want to know what's closing in there and I want to know what's on the market, like what we're dealing with, what properties just got sold and on our contract. So I do it for all that so that I know what is going on around my listing at all times. It also really helps when it comes to talking about price reductions with your clients. You know, if you go, guys, look, here's, this just hit the market. This one just sold, you know, and you're trying to get them to come down a little bit, be a little more realistic. Another way to know your shit is to know what's going on around your listing. So that's a nice little trip like to do. It really, really helps um, just to be knowledgeable because we need to be guys. There's no excuse for you not knowing what's going on in the building. If you, if you know a new property that is your direct competitor hits the market at a lower price, you have to know that. And you have to know that right away. It's a terrible feeling when a client goes, Did you see that property just got listed? I can't believe it. And you look like an idiot if you don't know that. So stay on top of that. Um, another another tip too that I do, and I literally just did a post uh, yesterday about this, was you know update your clients every single week, every Monday. Make sure you are sending updates to your sellers. It's a really, really simple thing to do. I don't think enough agents are really doing this, and I'm massively massively involved in communicating with my clients. I want to make sure they know at all times what I know. So every Monday, I send them an update. I send them a simple email. I let them know what the feedback was like from the previous week. I let them know what showings we had, how many, um, you know, what ones we have set up for the current week. And this is also my time to really express to them any suggestions I have. You know, of maybe we need to do a price reduction, or maybe we need to do a cancel and relist. Um, this is where I get a chance to talk about the competition. Like, hey guys, you know, unit 312 just hit the market. It's the exact same unit. It's one floor higher and it's priced less than us. That's our direct competitor. So this is where you get to show your sellers. You're a stud. You know, you know what the hell you're doing, and you're showing off by knowing your stuff and telling them. These things and a lot of times people need to see it and what this typically leads to it, it leads to price reductions it leads to refreshing it um, and it also sets up future conversations because i kind of give them my i give them my two cents i let them know my honest opinion on things um and not only not always do we have to do a price reduction you know if we, i just might tell them like hey guys you know We'll see how it goes this week, but we might need to have a conversation next week about reducing the price. Um, so, you know, this is my opportunity to kind of show my expertise, let them know what I'm thinking, so they can see what my game plan looks like. Um, also, I do this if I have zero showings. I'm not afraid to tell sellers that I we didn't have any showings last week, and unfortunately, right now in August. Um, I'm saying it more often than I like you know we have one showing we have no showing um, it's tough it's never something I'm excited about but it needs to be done like the sellers need to know where we're where we're at at all times um, And the last tip I want to give uh, just because I'm, I'm so freaking generous guys <laughs> um, is you gotta keep track of all the changes you make with your listings um, sometimes the market time, the true market time of listings, is long. You know, it could be 120, 180 days. Find a way to keep track of all the stuff you do: your $1 price drops, your cancel and relist, you know, your price reductions. Um, you have to know what your history is. And what I use is a Google Docs Excel spreadsheet in there. It's um, part of my part of the G Suite through my email but I have basically a template I set up, and in there I keep track of everything I've done. I date it, and then I say like, you know, on August August 15th, we did a $1 price drop. And then um, I know at all times what we've done, so I can explain that to my clients. If they go, well, didn't we just do a price drop? I can go back and go, no, no, we didn't do a price drop. Um, recently we did it a couple weeks ago that's why i'm suggesting we do another one so it's just another easy tip to do um it's going a lot going above and beyond for your clients you know so just something to keep in mind so that's what i got for you for for this one guys um thank you for listening to the realtor advice podcast with mike open if you like my show and you want more helpful advice for realtors guys please visit my website www.mikeopen.com i got a ton of good information on there to, to help you out or please leave me a review on itunes and join me next week i'm not sure what the topic is but i guarantee you it's going to help you out have a great week guys talk to you next week thanks